Welcome to Next Level Home Experts with Boss Services. This is the show that helps you take your home to the next level. Your complete source for all your home questions, featuring in-depth interviews with the best home services experts in the industry. And now here's your hosts, Boss Services owners and authors, Jeff and Jerry Street. So this week is with Amy Broglin with Siriano Realty. Yeah, buying a house, selling a house, commercial, residential, maybe even out, outhouses, I don't know. So we're going to talk about all the ins and outs of all of that. Yeah. If you're interested in buying, she's the one you want to call or selling. What if you want to what if you want to keep it? Call her anyway. Call her anyway. <laughs> call her anyway and see yeah, what the pros are to maybe keep it. Yeah. Amy, I'm thinking about keeping my house. Um, what do you think about that? That'd be great. She'll probably tell you how many buyers you can get for it. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Probably the list of buyers. Yeah. 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 So real estate. Hmm. So that's been hot. That's been hot lately. It's hot. It's on fire. It's, it's, it's on fire. Fire, I say. So you're, you're obviously uh, been working on your house towards that goal of uh, putting mm. it on the market. Yeah. You're getting close, right? Yeah. Yep. Soon. Real soon. Real soon. Real soon. I've been saying that for five years. Real soon. That's very soon. Don't fall into the DIY trap. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, there's pros and cons to all that, I guess. But yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So all we hear about, though, I think, is uh, how it's a, a seller's market, right? You don't want to be yeah. a buyer today, is what they say. Yeah. But it can't be a seller's market forever. So yeah. yeah. And you never know what uh, what the next week is going to bring. <laughs> yeah. I guess like anything, you're going to have your ups and downs. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, let's, uh, let's dive into it. Let's, uh, let's talk about some houses. So here's Amy. Let's, uh, let's hear all about it. So tell us about your career in Southwest Michigan and how you get started. Uh, well, I started in Colorado as an associate broker and I moved to Michigan and got my license here. Um, I started with Caldwell Banker and then moved on to Siriano Realty. And now I am pursuing my broker's license here in Michigan. Broker's license. Talk about that. I don't know what that means. Um, that means that I can um, have a team of realtors under me that I mentor rather than just being the salesperson. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so what's the real difference then? I mean, I mean, I, I don't because, again, I don't know. I don't understand. Um, Financially speaking, I get paid from the realtors. Understood. Um, legalities, I'm responsible for the mm. mess ups. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. So how long have you been into real estate then? Six years, almost seven. Okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the housing market has been super crazy. They, they talk about being a buyer's market and a seller's market and all that. And I feel like right now it's like week by week is, is a different market. You know, like what's, uh, what's the market like right now? Like what's it look like and where's it going? So I would say a few months ago, yeah, it was a seller's market, right? We had more. Uh, sellers than buyers. So the prices were jacked up and everything was kind of insane. Yeah. Over the last, I would say month, it's slowed down. And I think we're all just playing the guessing game, trying to figure out what the market really yeah. is. So we put the price out there and if nothing's moving, we move it around. I think everybody's doing the same thing. Yeah. So with, I think us coming into a recession, things are just a little iffy and no one really knows where the market's gonna go. I think it's certainly slowing down in the buyer's favor now though. Yeah, I in in my perspective, uh, the housing market is a lot like the stock market, where it's just a giant gamble to me. I might as well go spend my money at a casino because that's where my knowledge is. <laughs> I get that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when you're, uh, I mean, when you're prepping to sell a house, um, what are like some key things that you would tell a client for 
making sure their house is, is ready to hit the market at the, you know, the most uh, value, I guess you would say. Well, first I would say meet with a realtor who's knowledgeable and has some experience and a realtor be, first, because they have a different set of eyes. You're walking into your home every right. day, day after day, and you're not noticing the small things that someone else is going to notice when they walk in. So start at the front of the property and work your way in, even with, you know, door jams, trim, things that need to be cleaned, stuff like that. So I would say start with your realtor and then, you know, do a walkthrough, make sure that, um, your furnace isn't running too long. That's kind of given you an indicator that it's going bad or it's too small for your property. Those are things that are going to be caught in an inspection check. Um, uh, make sure that you've had a survey done over the last couple of years. Those things are going to be questioned also. I mean, there's a variety of things, but your realtor ultimately is going to give you a, a guideline to go by. So you, you had mentioned um, an inspection. So would it make sense to have, an inspection done prior to the sale or would you wait or is it better to wait until uh until somebody you know puts in an offer and they order the inspection you certainly can do an inspection prior to listing so that you know all of the things that are going to come up um however it's going to be done again and another inspector might find other things um if you're willing to spend the couple hundred dollars to get it done i think you're you're kind of ahead of the game um but an inspector is going to go through an array of things, right. uh, several things. I mean, they'll go down to the light bulb and the, and the microwave is off or the refrigerator's on level and not all of those things aren't really going to matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So if you did that, that inspection <clears throat> first, I mean, you would obviously offer that up. Yeah. So there's a catch 22 in that though. So <laughs> let's say, let's say that the inspection tells you that the roof needs to be done in within a couple of years, right? So legally you have to disclose in the seller's disclosure that you know that the roof needs to be Mm. repaired. So someone Mm. coming in that's going to waive inspection might not have needed to know that. And now you have to disclose that and you're probably deterring them Mm, from buying because you know these things now. So when you fill out a property disclosure upon listing your house, you have to say everything that you know. If I get an inspection, you know everything now. Do you want to disclose everything? Because maybe they don't always care. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You don't want to be dishonest, but you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot. That's right. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. So what are some questions to ask your, your realtor, if you're uh, going to sell a property, like how do you, how would you interview a realtor? What, what are good signs of, of choosing a good realtor? Um, I would start with experience, how many years they've had, how many, uh, if they're up to date on their continuing education courses, they're required to take yearly. I would ask them, how many houses they listed on average per year or how many transactions they've done on Mm -hmm. average per year. Um, Do they consider themselves a seller's agent or a buyer's agent? So um, most agents know where they specialize at, like where they thrive at. So they can tell you that too. Mm -hmm. That'll give you an indicator of where they're comfortable. What's that look like? What's the difference between a buyer? So you're more comfortable representing the house over the, the buyer. Yeah, exactly. So um, most agents with a little more experience are traditionally listing agents rather than buying agents. And then you get past that where you have agents that are doing all of it and commercial sales. So you just kind of gauge how much experience they have. Most new agents are starting out as buyer's agents only. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. And well, and and when you're asking questions, would it make sense to ask, uh, I don't know, average sale price? I mean, would it matter if, uh, if you're selling a, you know, if you're looking for somebody to sell a $500,000 house, you know, instead of a $20,000 house, 
Does that come into play or does that mean there's a house, a house, a house? I think it depends on the type of realtor that you're looking for, right? So I will list or act on the buyer side of anything. I don't care how much yeah. it is. I don't, I, it doesn't matter to me. I'll do a million dollar listing and a hundred thousand dollar listing. It doesn't matter. Those agents that will only do half a million dollar homes or a million dollar homes, they're just, you're kind of a peasant to them at a hundred dollar listing. So they're not going to give you, right. um, they're probably not going to deal with it at all. So I think it just depends on what you're listing or what you're buying and what kind of agent you're wanting to work with. Like mo some of them may be exclusive to luxury listings right. and some mm -hmm. of them may just do anything. Yeah, because re representing the the house or the property, um, you're invested in that. You're advertising that to a certain extent, right? I Absolutely. Mean, yeah. It certainly costs us more um, as a listing agent on our side of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, so what are the, some of the top mistakes you see homeowners make um, in like the buying process? Are there any common things that you, you see that could be avoided? In the buying process? Yeah. What are some red flags? Do you know? Uh, maybe when um, offering. Okay. Here's one. Um, going into a house, like you have your idea of what you want, like what's your ideal home, right? So going into a house and saying, uh, it, it, it checks all of your boxes, except the floor isn't the same color as your ideal home, right? So then it all of a sudden, all of a sudden becomes not, it's not an option for you. So mm -hmm. I would say one of those things is to be open to making your own changes to making mm -hmm. it yours. If you want something that's absolutely yours then go into building a house, right? Sure. Find a cookie cutter house and build it. But to go into a home that's 30 or 40 years old and expected to check all of your boxes is almost impossible. So just be a little open-minded, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sure, you know, my wife and I've been remodeling our house and I'm sure that some of the things that we've done, somebody would walk in and say, well, that's weird because we have a lot of, you know, Japanese culture into ours. So yeah. it's different. And yeah, so it makes complete sense. You know, yeah, you might not like something and yeah, everything's changeable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do have buyers that are like that. We've looked at probably a hundred homes and yeah. because it's not checking all of their boxes, I just can't find the right one for them. And it's really hard for them and they're constantly um, disappointed and let down. So I would mm -hmm. say just be open. Yeah. No, and I'm sure it's, yeah, it's a stressful situation when you're, you know, trying to find that, that perfect home. Cause you don't, nobody wants to keep moving every couple of years. Right. So yeah, you want to find that home that meets all your needs and you want to live in for the rest of your life. But right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'd like to circle back. So um, how did you get started in real estate? Like what prompted you to make that change? So I've always worked in food and beverage or in sales primarily. Um, mm -hmm. And back when my son was little, like in 2007, I wanted to get into real estate. And at that time, the market was just taking a huge nosedive. So I was advised against it. Um, and then in 2014, we moved to Colorado. Um, and before we moved there, I did some research on the market and seen that the population was at a huge uh, growth and um, that real estate was banging. So I got my real estate license there and learned a ton in a bigger city and then brought it back home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, and that's a good point. So there's probably a lot of differences between a bigger city and like our area here, right? Well, I mean, like in Colorado, um, as far as educational is con education is concerned, I had to take a national test and um, a state test. It took me a year to get my license out there. The, it, mm -hmm. It's a lot more in depth than it is in any other state. Colorado is one of the hardest and um, there's substantial growth in Colorado in the bigger yeah. cities. So it's, it's a lot different. So to be able to bring that home to a state where you have to do 40 hours in a classroom and to get your license, right. Um, mm -hmm. the market is just different here in small town USA. 
Sure. Sure. Hmm. Well, so finding that perfect house is probably tough um, in today's market, but like you said, it's slowing down a little bit. Maybe we'll see a little bit more inventory, but uh, I'm sure that's one of the pieces of advice that you're giving people is to be open-minded and uh, you know, there's limited houses out there. We can't, uh, we can't look for months. Someone no, will, exactly. You know. I mean, I think uh, just being open-minded, uh, don't start <clears throat> with your, uh, whatever you're approved for. Don't start looking at that dollar amount. Look under it so you have room for gotcha. negotiations, you know. Yeah. Um, there are a lot more houses coming on the market right now. So I think it's turning around a bit. Yeah. So for those that don't know, what's the typical timeline to buy a home right now? Like what's that process typically look like? Once you're pre-approved, you spend, you could send, spend a day or a week looking for your house. That's usually pretty typical. Once people get pre-approved, they're very anxious and ready to go. Once you find a house, you're under contract on that house with an accepted offer for 30 to 45 days. And then you close on the house and take possession at the closing table. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. And it's then, easy. It's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. So when you're under contract, you have, uh, you're doing appraisals and inspections, correct? Yep. And your realtor yep. handles all that for you. So yep. that's your realtor's job is to take that stress off of you. Uh, but they schedule, all, realtors on both sides schedule pest inspection and then gotcha. home inspection or well and septic, et cetera. Yep. Um, and then your bank schedules your appraisal. And once you get through all of those hurdles, then you get to the closing table. <laughs> yeah. So, well, what are your thoughts on waiving all those inspections? And when is it appropriate to do so as a buyer? I don't advise anyone to ever waive inspection. There you go. Well, that's the answer. Okay. So that's the answer. We don't advise. Yeah. We don't advise. Because you're assuming that risk as the buyer. Then. Yeah. And you just don't want to do that. Gotcha. Boom. I'm a risk taker. Mm -hmm. No, that's right. Um, okay. What else? What did we cover? Yeah. We got? Um, I think we covered a lot. What else is there to talk about? What do you like about real estate? So you've been in it for six years now? Almost seven. Almost yeah. seven. So what, so you're not going anywhere. This is your career. Yes. Yeah. So what do you like about it? What's the, what, what makes this better than anything you've ever done? What do you love? I'm a leader in my own, to my, in my own industry, right? Like I can work hard enough and, and do uh, educational requirements and become a broker and, and grow in my career that way. I mean, I can set my own goals mm -hmm. for retirement or income and um, not be at. Well, I mean, you're a business owner. Exactly. Boom. That's what it is. And so you're a small business owner mm -hmm. and there's no ceiling. Exactly. And that's, right. that's huge. Um, so it's really up to you. So a lot of people get into this industry thinking like, oh, I'll have a flexible schedule and do whatever I want and yada, yada, mm -hmm. yada. And the reality is, is that I work every single day. Yeah. Even when I'm on vacation, I'm on the beach with a computer on my lap. Like mm -hmm. if you want to get somewhere, you really have to dig in. Like there is no time off, but yeah. there, the reward is, is, yeah. you know, I, I don't, there's no max out for me. I'm not at somebody else's disposal. Yeah, 100%. And I yeah. find I only want to look at properties on Sunday afternoon around yeah. 7. I know. No, yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. It, I'd like to only answer your emails and texts at 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah, we, we've, we have texted before at, yeah, at 8, 9 o'clock on a Saturday night when my wife and I sit down and start talking about things. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get Amy on this. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Let's get Amy's thoughts on this. Jerry and Tabitha texted me at like midnight one day. It was like, hey, I think we want to buy a house. <laughs> yeah. Get out. That's acceptable behavior. Yeah. 
Okay. So um, how can people contact you? How can they find you um, if they need your services? Um, my email address is amysellsthemitten at gmail.com. And then you can text or call me on my phone. It's 269-247-2302. Boom. Yeah. Love it. She only accepts texts at midnight. Midnight only. Yeah. <laughs> so I prefer to work from 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. Yep. at any yeah. time. Yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for uh, thanks for coming in, Amy. We appreciate it, and that's a lot of good information. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to Next Level Home Experts with Boss Services. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned some useful home tips along the way. If you found this episode valuable, please do us a favor and share it with others. And of course, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, if you have a home topic you'd like us to explore, email us at info at bosshvac.com. That's all for this episode. See you next time.